Hello everyone, welcome to Halu Halu, the show where we give love for all things K-pop, K-dramas, and K-variety while attempting to come out as better fans. My name is Hart, and I'm joined by my co-host Chrissy. So this episode is really personal for us. It's an explanation of why we like the K-drama slash K-pop slash Hallyu content that we watch and listen to. Um, I We've already prefaced in previous episodes of why we I like why I like you know, Kim Goon or why does Chrissy like Segoks but we just want to drill down and compartmentize compartmentalize sorry these uh thoughts and feelings about uh what we like in Hallyu and we hope that by sharing our um, ideas and our love for uh, these um, these actors, these movies, these series. We actually put in a bit of something-something here with regards to Western entertainment. We hope that we will be able to share more uh, about ourselves. And, you know, we, we get a conversation going. Uh, with within the channel, so do enjoy. Uh, we hope that you don't crucify us for our choices. I hope and enjoy. Welcome everyone to another episode of the Halu Halu podcast. We are here. We're okay. It's been a long week, but we're here to just talk a bit about our history. Uh, why we like what we like in terms of K-pop and K-drama. So, Chrissy, I uh, mm. hope you're doing well. Maybe we can start the. Mm-hmm, we maybe we can start the ball rolling. Uh, we we kind of talked about this. Um, off screen, In prep. like how we, get, yeah, how we got started with K-pop. I, I started with. Um, second generation mostly, such as. SNSD, Super Junior, 21. Um, and I started... Well, sorry, sorry, in 2009. But yeah, um, let's head over to you. Like, how did you get started in, in K-pop? Because you, when, when you talked about it, like it's very different from how people got started with K-pop. Yeah, I mean, I I listened. I mean, I had classmates who would play uh, Korean music because uh, I mean, I went to La Salle and uh, I had I was in the education department, so I had like Korean classmates there. Um, so I mean, uh, well, I it wasn't even like a full deep dive, just like 
Oh, that sounds nice. Slap it in my MP3 player. You know, LSSing on on different songs and stuff. Um, uh, seeing things on TV and then oh, that sounds cool. Okay, I'll listen to it. But nothing like um, like I mean, I was trying to like study hard for college, unlike in high school. So I didn't really like delve culture wise into a lot of different things back then. Um, yeah, I was more aware of the Korean dramas because I couldn't escape it in college because of the helpers. <laughs> um. More than the more than the K-pop, um, I was aware not who they were, just like the song sounds nice, and oh, this is Korean. I've heard it somewhere, but like the dramas, I mean, at the time you couldn't escape like Lovers in Paris or anything, so, <laughs> uh, yeah. So that that even made the news. I think I was out. Oh yeah, I was, oh, yeah. I was in college already when that happened, so I remember seeing the news, like coming home one day, and then the news on ABS-CBN was really all about uproar, uproar over the ending of lovers in paris <laughs> that was in the and, th- and mind you this was before the age of social media where I you know. can basically voice out your opinions and people just pick it up and share and then it becomes viral as for me i got started listening more to k-pop rather than watch k-drama because my mom was the one who watched a lot of k-drama uh she started with jewel in the palace that's probably the earliest K drama. Yeah. Um the dubbed version of Jimmy <laughs> Seven. As yeah, a for, lot of your a lot of yeah. people your parents' age, my parents' age, the ones who were who've been watching for a long time. Like the one thing they all say is like they love Jewel in the Palace. And you can tell like oh, yeah. if they say Jewel in the Palace or Jewel in the Palace or um Dong Ye Gim, Tamaban. Is that correct? Like the, yeah. the the Korean name for the show. True, true. And for me, um, it wasn't just the uh in the Palace and its enthralling storyline and well it was my first Seguk and probably for me the best Seguk. <laughs> um <laughs> shut um the and, first uh, Seguk is always like your favorite the best seguk yeah like the first almost always the first full seguk you watch is always like the best seguk yeah because that's your first introduction to the joseon era and uh well you know it depends all else (laughs) yeah yeah it really depends um for k-pop I had a high school friend. Uh, we 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 studied in the same uni. Oh, sorry, what wow, that thing's dropping here. So we studied in the same uni, and uh, she was into this Korean boy group called Super Junior. Uh, and then she asked me if to listen to this song. Sorry, sorry. And then instantly I was hooked um, because of that. Um, then there, it just cascaded like you had SNSD with G and Genie. And then mm, you had okay. 21 um, with, what was their first single again? See, the, how these, this is how old we are essentially because 
we started we started to forget the the particular songs but we remember the MVs eh, 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 21 so those were the memoir more the memorable songs um there, of course there's big band yeah. sorry fire, again is that the, fire is that fire yeah it's fire yeah i think it's fire definitely fire their, their first so single oh blackjacks please forgive us <laughs> That's all I'm going to say. Please forgive us, forgive Blackjacks. Us. We love you guys. We love you guys. Um, also, I had a... Uh, call, well, not a. I mean, we had um, roommates for our org room. Uh, so our co-roommates, or roommates rather, for the org room um one of their members is a diehard k-pop fan and he would occasionally dance to g right in front of us <laughs> and he would unabashedly dance it and mind you he's a guy so he's a real stan shout out to him um if you're if you're listening to this episode you know who you are thank you so much for sharing your appreciation of k-pop your early appreciation and he, until now, he he still stands um, several of the new generation groups. Um, so that was my first ever exposure to K-pop, and then it just ballooned uh, from <laughs> there. But it, it eventually stopped until I heard of this little group in, called Blackpink. Um, what around twenty seventeen. And I listened to some of their songs. I think the first really? song was I listened to was no, no. It really it was Blackpink. Um, oh, okay. well, it's Descendants of the Sun and Blackpink that got me back to Hallyu, because oh, okay. my cousin, my cousin is also an OG stan of K drama. Mm, um, okay. she kept talking about this drama like Descendants of the Sun with Song Junki, Song Hyekyo, and it was all the rage back then. So. I just gave it a shot, like right. I think it was weeks after the finale, so I watched like, the complete like 16, season. 2016, yeah. Yeah, that was around 2016, and I was uh, hooked like so bad. That was such a good drama. Yeah, I think we I had th- the yeah. same drama that like hooked us into like the black hole, because like before that, like I would like I've said before, like I've watched like. Stairway to Heaven, Boys Over Flowers, um, the air, like things here and there, but nothing that made me want to like check out all the other stuff that they've done, right? Yeah. So I think like Descendants of the Sun. I mean, that's why. I mean, I have to give you for those who are who hate on it, uh, who are who are getting into it now and are hating on it. I mean, it, at the time, it was a very good drama. Uh, no love triangles. It was very unique. Um, it was about like a mature-ish relationship where it wasn't so much about someone was cheating or someone, right? There was none of those, like we've talked about it before. Like there were no like um, someone was cheating, dying, lying, like in Stairway to Heaven or Lovers in Paris. They were trying to hide something. I um, mean, this one, it, there wasn't any of that. There was like a mature relationship between two people who just happened to be in like very different types of jobs that conflicted with one another. So like learning how to like, be in a relationship with each other with that type of uh background so just very different 
uh, and it was very and the production was very good for what for what dramas were there at the time. I think it was the one of the first dramas that made pre-production a thing. Yeah, in current acceptable, K-dramas. like maybe not like a thing, but more like acceptable it has, and worth the uh, more worth the risk. Worth the risk, and it had a huge budget. Like, oh, it had a huge budget. Not just considering that he had a stellar cast and an amazing writer in uh, Kim Yun Sook. Yeah. So he had all the makings of a blockbuster in that drama, and it did become a blockbuster. Yeah, and in in context, guys, I mean, like this drama doesn't didn't have as big of a budget as the dramas now do, but at that time, that was a huge budget, and they were taking a huge risk because I think like Song Joong Ki just came out of the military, so it was like his first drama since his military enlistment. Um, I'm not sure with Song Hee Kyo. I think that was like her first drama in a long time, also. So it was like there's a lot yeah, of names yeah. going into this like first in a while, first in a while. It was her first drama, I think, since uh, I mean, the writer, writers, the writer. I think it was her first drama you mean since, Sox since the Inheritors, Heirs, since Inheritors. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm like, it was the comeback drama for a lot of car for a lot of um actors and actresses on that show. Um. So yeah, I mean, there was a lot riding on it, and it was, and it really did very well at the time, considering what was being shown also, um, in the in 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 Korea at the time. It was a very good show, and I just was very intrigued by there are no love triangles because at the time I was still on this whole like yeah, yeah. anatomy fix, and all those other similar dramas in the U.S. I was like. Everything is always about love triangles, mistresses, affairs. And then this one, there's no love triangle. How interesting. How unique. Yeah, yeah. Kind of sad, no? <laughs> kind of sad. But I'm like, No, it's not no, it's How I mean, it's it? not really it's not really sad because uh, I think it can have a perfectly good um yeah, it can have perfectly good relationships without they're having involved Storylines, right? Love related. Um, for me, I what drew me to Descendants of the Sun was that it wasn't primarily a romance drama, even though it is tagged as one because it's a love story between two opposites. Mm-hmm. I was drawn to it because he was a soldier, and I love military stuff. And yeah, there weren't a lot back then. Soldiers, also, unless it was related to North and South Korea. That's like a go-to. I think, that's like the go-to military yeah. um storyline in Korea if it's North and South are involved. So this was like one of those rare military dramas that kind of involved North and South, but only as like an yeah. afterthought, and was not primarily about. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's pretty funny. Um. It's it was either you had have a seguk. That had military conflict or conquest yeah. between warring tribes or warring kingdoms, yeah, yeah. or you had North and South. Yeah, yeah, so that's the. I think that's the main draw for me. It was in an yeah. international zo- area, or it was in a different country. Yeah, you like had UN, the, UN the ex- amazing scenes. You had high action. You even had a medical crisis in the middle of the drama. We won't spoil it, but I'm pretty sure if you're a if if you watch it, you know what I mean by that medical crisis, and a nearly cliffhanger ending. 
It's a very so much so that I really thought there was going to be a season two. I, I really thought there was going to be a season two. I kind of thought so, but I was like, mm. but I was like, but ending, I was like, yeah, I, I highly doubt it. It just seemed like a one-off. She really like like her, her. She really likes those kind of like one-off endings that you're like, huh. Most of them. You mean Kim Yun Sook? Yeah, most of her dramas you have mean, that type of. You mean the writer Kim Yun Sook? Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Writer Kim, like their her endings usually have something like that. So yeah. Like um, she, she really, yeah, inheritors, uh, princess hours, secret garden, eternal monarch. I think the only ones that and, don't are Mister Sunshine yes. and Goblin. Speaking of which, that leads me to why I like Kim Yun Sook dramas. <laughs> she is my favorite writer. <laughs> it was it was only because I like how she wrote Descendants of the Sun, mm-hmm. but also because of Goblin. Which is just a, oh, which was also not, a very gonna, I knew we very gonna, big like, drama escape. during that time because because right after the Sun of the Sun they instantly jumped she instantly jumped in into Goblin and we we're not gonna escape an episode without mentioning Hades okay no, I haven't even mentioned her yet I was just mentioning her drama which she happened to star in and with the same superstar writer that she. Worked in with another show that you just mentioned. I'm not talking about anything here. You're the one who is insinuating that this certain actress is always butting herself into every single episode because I can't stop mentioning her. You're the one who mentioned it, Chrissy. And our, our, our listeners already know who we are talking about. And that concludes the mention of said actress. <laughs> Guys, we know who it is, obviously. If you don't know, her name starts with a K and ends with an N. Yeah. Okay, that's it. So yeah, um, it was <laughs> Descendants and Goblin. That started me in this spiral down to K drama land. And it's really about and for me, really, it's about high action, high fantasy, and Intriguing writing, usually when it comes to the characters. Okay. I am a stickler for what you call the checklist when it comes to K dramas. Like, what? How is the production? What is the story like? Is the is the music a fit? Um, who is who's who in the production line? Um, and how is the editing and pacing? That I'm a I'm a stickler for that, or I'm a critic for those kinds of things. He's particular, guys. <laughs> very, very particular. Very like you, particular. you won't, you won't just catch me with with a pretty boy and a pretty girl story. And I don't think either for either one of us, you'll catch us with a pretty boy or pretty girl, just because it's a pretty girl and a pretty boy. <laughs> I don't think for either one of us. I mean, our favorites just so happen to be pretty and handsome, but it does. It will. I guess that's the one thing in common with us is we we aren't easily drawn to. Those kinds of stories. Yeah, yeah. So I you mean, might notice that we don't really fanboy slash fangirl over those kinds of dramas at all. Yeah. I mean, sometimes... I mean, honestly, guys, I mean, we've talked about this before also off-screen and on-screen. I mean, like, if the story is really bad and the editing is... Like, the guy, the guy better look really cute to continue watching this for me. <laughs> I mean... I mean, there has to be some saving grace somewhere in there for me to continue watching it. 
in my case, the actress or the lead actress can be said actress that we cannot name, but we all know who it is. Or it has to be included in my bias list, which is a very, um, very exclusive list. I just don't include yeah. anyone there. Yeah, I think, I think um, I'm the type who, if I will actually look at the supporting cast, and that is actually like the 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 deal breaker for me if I'm unsure regarding like the writer or the main cast or like what the storyline is going to be about. If I see the supporting cast members, like the mom or the dad or the best friend or the boss, that's gonna, the old boss that's there and like bugging everyone. If I see that the supporting cast is really, really good, I'm going to give it a chance. Because I'm like, I'm all yeah. about the Ajumas and the Ajushis and the Nunas and the Opas that you see in the background that um, are not going to get the guy or the girl or are just going to get yelled at or you're going to punch you left and right. I mean, I love those. I love Or whether I love you wonder, guys. why does this Ajushi look so familiar? I think yeah, I've yeah, seen yeah, him yeah, before yeah, in yeah. another cycle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm like, I'm all for the there are certain... Um, there are certain grandmas that why is she always the mother of said character or the mother or she's the grandmother of the main, yeah. main lead? Like there's I, this one actress who's like that. Yeah, like, <laughs> I have a list of I actually have like a, a list face with with pictures and some with names if I remember their names of if I see this person as a supporting role in the drama, I'm watching it. Because I don't care what the storyline is. I'm going to watch it. And they're not even a lead. Um, even if it's like the 50 episode or the 100 episode dramas, I will watch if this person is in it. So like I've watched, um, I've watched a lot of weekend dramas and a lot of daily dramas based on because I know that this supporting actor or actress or this um, up and coming lead is very, very good. And I'm going to watch them. So like, the Song Dong Il, Song Dong Il Ajushi, I will watch anything he is in. Um, the the mom in Hospital Playlist of Yu Yun Suk's character. Yeah, and, Rosa. And the uncle. Yeah, Rosa, Rosa and the uncle. If there's any drama with either of those two in it, I'm going to watch it. <laughs> Um, who yeah, because they're so know. lovable. Yeah, I have like a long list of like Ajumas and Ajushis that if they are in it, I'm watching it. I don't care who the leads are. They could be pretty mm. or not. I don't care who the writer is. I'm going to watch it if they're in it. And I'm usually never disappointed just because of them. For me, it's <laughs> it's just really about the hook. Okay. So I just um... It's pretty common for songs to have the catch or the hook. So when it comes to any production, whether it be a song or TV, it's always about the hook. What would intrigue me? And this hook has to be very... Uh, uh, yeah, I mean, I, we all have our interests. We all have our particular kinks or uh, likes. Likes, I mean, better than kinks because that's a different term altogether. <laughs> um, but yeah, we just have our cert. I I have this um, uh, liking for anything that's horror, suspense, action, you know, guy stuff. <laughs> so that that's why 
sometimes people would ask me, you're a dude, why or sometimes people would wonder, you're a dude watching K-drama. And this was even before everybody started jumping into crash landing on you. Yeah, so for any I mean, of our the, friends, the universal drama of last year. So for any of our friends who in who are into horror dramas and needed horror drama, because it's horror drama season actually, like zombies, apocalypses, um, demons, soothsayers, the end of the world, uh, yep. end of the world, um, pandemics. Ask him, not me. For our mutual friends, ask Hart. Yeah. Do not ask me because I will most likely I would have known. Hart would have watched most of them. I probably have not. So between us, ask him. (laughs) Yeah, definitely. Um, but when it comes to Segox, it would be Chrissy. Yeah, because I love she. she, That's 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 her guilty pleasure, to be honest. I'm gonna be honest. Um, there was one day, and Hart knows mm. this. I got so bored. I will. I listed all of the historical dramas I've ever watched, and then for no reason at all, I chronologically listed them by 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 king. <laughs> because in Korea, that's how they memorize their history. I mean, chron- yeah, by by, king, by the by time recall. period. Yeah, by name recall of who was the king at that given time. So that's what I did. I like listed all of them and then i kind of gauged where they were in history and if they had like a year yeah. written in the in the in the explanations or something i would kind of slip it in there and just put a note completely fictional no real hist- no real historical figures named in this drama so i literally listed it down all the way from like queen sondok who is like pre Goryeo era. She's pre Goryeo, yeah, because she's yeah, the Sila, she's Sila yeah, Empire. She's Sila Empire. For those, so for those who have watched Scarlet Heart and know that that's older than Joseon period, because that's like before Joseon was created. Queen Sondok is before that, like way, 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 way before that. It's older than Huarang, the the drama. Mm-hmm. It's older than that. So it's because yeah, it's older than that because Huarang is actually also from Sila. It's from the same country, but she's like older, so she was like the first empress. So that's why the mom in Huarang is not like the first empress, whatever. There was one before her, pa. So that's what I did. Yeah. I chronologically did it all the way up until like the night and up until like the 1950s, I think. I even included things there like Chicago's typewriter and Mr. Sunshine, which is like um uh, Japanese that was during the Korean, yeah, the Japanese, Japanese occupation, occupation, the Korean independence war. Yeah, yeah, I didn't, I stopped already at like the independence movement. I didn't continue on to like the communist era, the, 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 the seventh, the sixties to the eight, the seventies yeah. to the eighties. I didn't, I didn't continue with that because that was harder. There are a lot more dramas of those. Yeah, I mean, there were the monarchy wasn't existing anymore during that yeah, time. Yeah, I mostly like, stuck the to the war. Yeah. Yeah, I mostly stuck to the ones where there were monarchs in them because that's what I was more interested at the time. So I have more. I have like this really long list which I still have to update because um, there are recent dramas now with historic with historical figures, but I don't think they're based on historical people. So yeah, I have. But a long like list you can more. just adjust and see which you can like predict which yeah, time like, period. Uh, yeah, I like do like, uh, you can slot them in. Yeah, I do like certain context c- clues in there. Like with um Moonlight in 
Moonlight Drawn by Clouds and Rookie Historian. Um, I was able to gauge because there were mentions of Catholicism. Like there were Catholicism issues there already. So I could kind of gauge where in yeah. the Jolson period that was because that only started like at a certain point. So I could kind of pinpoint um, a range in the Jolson period when that could have happened. Um, others were like, because in some of these dramas, if you look through them, they actually have a year like an AD, mm. like a, a BC, uh, an AD year in there. So I'd kind of gauge it based on like what Wikipedia said was the time frame of when a certain king was born or was ruling. Because some of these historical dramas, there's like no king. It just happens to be a historical drama with no reference to the to the royal family. Or it's like they picked a fictional name. Yeah. Or a person who doesn't really exist and then just placehold yeah. him there. Like like Moon Embracing um, the Sun. Circles tend to also do that. Yeah, so like Moon Embracing the Sun is a perfect example. None of those characters there are based on a specific historical figure in Joseon period. So that the name of that king, the two kings in there, and the and the queens and everything, they're not they're they're not any they're not named after any real hist- uh, royal figure in Korean history. So that's completely fictional. I could just kind of gauge based on the years that they said there where it would have been placed. But some of them are hard. Some are easy, some are hard. On the flip side, I'm more into <laughs> alternate history or um sci-fi. Like I mentioned the uh, Chrissy <laughs> did mention that I really like horror or the time traveling. Paranormal stuff. There's also time travel drama. So I like Alice. I like. Well, I haven't finished yet. Um, Sisyphus the Myth, that, which is also a time travel drama. Yeah. Um, there are other surreal ones as well, like. Um, Chicago typewriter. Signal. Signal. Um, Chicago typewriter. Yes, I'll get to that. Signal. Uh, I really enjoyed Signal because it's pseudo time travel. I, with... I like Signal also. With suspense and crime, uh, crime it's, a, it's also a crime thriller. So yeah. those are the things that really get me. Yeah, I mean there are some where we actually delve into each other's favorite um, genres. Like I've watched a few like action dramas now and then, like Taxi, which I super super love from this year. Um, I what paranormal drama have I watched recently? I think I'm making I'm making happiness right now. So well, you like Hotel de Luna. That's that's considered a paranormal drama because yeah, yeah but that's yeah, but it's 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 like a rom fantasy, so it's more rom com than with fantasy elements to it. Set in a fantasy background, so I mean, like I think it just so happens that it's a yeah. fantasy slash yeah romance yeah, yeah. story involving ghosts. Yeah, and I like I liked Alice. I really liked Alice. Yes, yes. Alice was really good because they even explained like the science of time traveling. Lies, I felt so smart after watching it. <laughs> I was like, dude, so that explains it. And it also came out right after King Eternal Monarch, which is which probably did, the worst drama not, that we ever reviewed. Which, which did not, ex- which to be fair, okay, did not explain the time traveling element very well. Like it turned out to be yeah. more multiverse, which they also tried to explain. Yes. They also touched on and explained in Alice, which was explained much better. I think it was just more how the writers explained everything. Which made all the difference. And also the spacing between explanations. Like you don't yes. info dump on just one or two episodes. Yes. And which holes. is they had very few they had much yeah. fewer holes in Alice compared to um 
uh, Eternal Monarch. I mean, there are other like time traveling dramas that have done the same, where they have like holes left and right. I'm like, wait, but what happened to this? As you guys know, I just mentioned I'm all about the Ajumas. King Eternal Monarch had like the one of the legendary Ajumas. The ultimate. And she had like such a huge plot hole in that drama that I'm still like, what in the hell happened with that plot? Hole? I think what they were trying to. I think they were trying to create drama. a backdoor. Yeah, they were I think they were trying to... to create a backdoor or a way for her to have a sequel or slash a prequel. I think they yeah, were still planning that, but then the the the, the ratings. ratings and the reception yeah, for got, the drama were so bad. Yeah, I got really upset because I would have liked. I thought at some point they were were gonna were deviating again. I would have thought at some point in that drama because they <laughs> had that hole. Because they had that plot line there that for some reason they'd go back to that timeline and they'd get to talk to his grandfather to ask what to do with about all of this shenanigans. Oh, yeah. So I thought that's where it was leading to. And then when none of that happened, I go, okay, so what was the point in, in leaving that plot hole, leaving that plot line there? What was it what was the point of it for? So there, I'm done. Um, oh yeah. Yeah, but like Signal done thing about King Eternal Monarch. Yeah, but <laughs> yeah, but Signal was done very good with the time with the time jumping. Um, there aren't a lot of them in terms of time jumping. There are a few and far in between. Yeah, some of them are not so famous. Because they're very hard to like explain away with lots of holes. Like dual I've watched, I was like, that's a little confusing for me. Um and circle, was that the other one? They're like circle and dual. Oh and yeah, circle. Not, I, I like circle for a time. Yeah, yeah tunnel, tunnel. Well. tunnel was very good. Which came out around the same time as Signal. Yeah, like there's this huge time of like uh of stuff of dramas like that. And Tunnel was also another one of those dramas where I was just like still a little confused, but I like it still. Yeah. Moving <laughs> on to K pop, like why do we like <laughs> the songs that we listen to? Simple for me, experimentation. And watching out for trends at the same time creating your own own this is why i gravitated towards blackpink because of their well the shall we say the criticism of blackpink usually is that they're like an updated 21 while there is some merit to that argument i still think they have their own color their choreography is I would argue better and they have much more balance in terms of popularity even though people would say Jenny is the most popular in in Blackpink I would say they're all equally loved and Blinks would defend them with all I'm trying to be equal opportunity (laughs) here everybody loves um, all all Blinks equally love uh, the girls, <laughs> and that's yeah, that's that's how I got into K-pop again after a hiatus, and then yes, everybody and Chrissy already uh, alluded yeah, to the fact that it. I like twice, and they're my drug all the time. <laughs> they're like those nine girls are. Drugs. Also, shout out also to Reveloves. I love Red Velvet. I Dude, think they're I'm... the most experimental among the girl groups. Guys, the, I was like, 
I was in the US traveling, so I couldn't buy twice tickets at the time. This guy, we were like cheering him on and help and like giving him support virtually while he was like online to buy twice tickets when they were here in Manila. Oh yes. There was like a group of yes. us who were all like just watching him and not watching him, but like watching his messages and like all his updates and just like cheering him on. I'm like, you'll get it, you'll get it, calm down, here's your backup, here's what you should do. <laughs> and I was lucky enough to get those tickets. Uh, I lined up actually for us uh, for another friend who will watch me vi uh, in the VIP seats right in front of the stage. Uh, lucky enough, there were still some seats left because those seats are short standing. in supply yeah, but high yeah. in demand yes it was standing yeah, as well just to yeah. let you guys know here in the philippines whenever they do the vip those don't have seats that's more like crowd control numbers so there's no seats. yes so you're exactly VIP, in front of standing. the stage that's the vip yeah. area so yeah VIP, it's like those la it's like standing mosh pits so it's more crowd control numbers than anything else still one of the greatest experiences of my life <laughs> um seeing the nine perform Oh my gosh. Okay, I'm getting flashbacks. And I <laughs> and I hope they come back here in the Philippines. So yeah, I really like girl groups. I think it's kind of it's kind of my thing here on the show. And I like all sorts of girl groups, not just the big three. I also like G Friend. Sadly they disbanded earlier this year. Uh Lovelies, which is also another girl group that disbanded earlier this year. <laughs> Well, or well, I think they only disbanded a few weeks or a few days ago. I don't even know so if the official we're word we're seeing a pattern them. here. Yeah, but I don't know with like Lovelies if their official word is like they're disbanded or they just left, the, like all but one left the company. So I don't know if it's like disbanded. Like like with G-Friend, we know that it's official disbandment because three of them yeah. started their own like sub, their own group that just the three of them. Right, so we know that that's official disbandment. Or more like they did not resign. All of them did not resign with Source Music. Yeah, no, At no, least all of from, no, no, from that with no, with G Friend, all of them could not. They couldn't come to agreement on the contract, so they all um left um they all left Source Music. Um, I guess there was just some. I guess it was it came down to like artistic differences. That's from how I understand mm -hmm. the articles. But with Lovelies, I we I'm not sure if it's artistic difference or management difference or anything. Cause all but one left the agency. But there is nothing there about that they disbanded, I think. Just they did not re-sign. There wasn't a clear reason. It was more yeah. like they did not they were not able to negotiate. All, yeah. uh, all the girls were not able to negotiate the contract. Just one of them yeah. agreed to it. Yeah, because usually in articles, they they write there if they've disbanded or if they've just not re-signed with the with the artists with the with the with the agencies. So it really depends on the wording. It leaves the door open to yeah them coming back for you know their own thing. Like for example, when Got Seven, which is also one of my favorites, I'll explain. What are my favorite boy groups later? Uh, when God Seven left JYP, they left all all seven of them left together, and they still consider themselves as God Seven. So they are more independent. So they're independent artists, artists, but individually they have their own uh, schedules. They have their own contracts yeah, with think, other yeah, groups, uh, other 
companies. Agencies, yeah. Because I think the GOT7 leaders are, I'm very bad with names that are not like groups. That's involved. JB. JB, yeah. The leader, he, yes. Yeah, he's been the, he's talked about it before. He's the one taking charge of all the copyright and legal, legal, um, parts of keeping the got seven name yes just to make sure that they own the copyrights yes, yes. so they do the songs own it. and yeah. the yeah so as, as far as i can tell they still own it i mean I, well in superstar j uh jyp got seven songs are still on there so i guess there's some kind of arrangement with them but but yeah i mean yeah anyway disbandment and leaving agencies it's all about like the wording in the article so it really depends i mean 2pm was pretty successful to continue yeah Right. Um, two p.m. and Mama Moo right now. Mama Moo still together, even though We and left. Yeah, We and has our, left the agency, but uh, not RBW. the group. Yeah, just the yes. agency, but not the group. So I guess it was more like management style, not culture, not uh, management, and maybe some like wanting to do um solo stuff, Different but things. not group stuff. Yeah. yeah. So I mean, it really depends. Everything is. It's not all cookie cutter, guys. When it comes to like disbandment or um agency agency um issues it doesn't mean that your favorite group member left the group or left the company it doesn't mean instantly that they left the group yeah i mean so some, it, yeah, some agency it's just let there's you just know. legal legal stuff yeah. or contracts speaking yeah, of which some agents show it very yeah. very plainly that this person is not coming back but there are others where they, they don't show that at all. So it's open for interpretation. But there are some yes. where you are so sure they are not coming back. Like, there's no way this is happening again. Speaking of which, Chrissy <laughs> really likes BTS. But the thing is, they might all... There's a rumor. I'm not sure. You, you know this better because you are the queen army here, Chrissy. <laughs> They might all together join the military or sign up for the military because I, in Korea they're all all men are required to I, serve. I, I, okay, maybe just because I've been at it longer, and because I'm very like into like understanding the culture, and because I had a classmate who had to do that, like he left the middle of our June, our freshman year to go do his military service. Mm. So I understood it really clearly. It's something they have. It's something that they all. Are, are supposed to do. Even my male classmates are like, yeah, he has to go. Oh, okay. So I kind of got it really early on without the whole K-pop, K-drama thing. So, um, so yeah, I've heard rumors about it. I wouldn't be surprised if that's what's happening. I'm sure for some of them, they're going to have to um, enroll longer. Like, I think, I'm not sure. Mm -hmm. I think we've talked about it off screen, I think. Like, I don't know if Sugar... Yungi is going Min Yungi is going to um have to do active if he's going because to be he has health he, issues right because of because of that shoulder yeah it depends on how he's graded at the at health because for those who who are not sure yet when you apply when you are drafted you have to go through a medical checkup and then they grade you they grade you on your physical and mental ability well mostly your physical and if they deem that you are not physically able to do active duty, you're automatically put into um, public service duty. So those are longer. Those are like um, up to two years long. So it depends. Like, um, And for some, if you like have a debilitating health issue, um, you don't serve at all. So like Kim Woo Bin did not serve because he had cancer. At the time of his, he got his draft letter um and then he got diagnosed with cancer he was like 
he was like gone he was like um getting treatment for like two three years so automatically he didn't have to serve um i mean there are some like uh jung il Wu. am i saying his name correct the, the actor from moon Is embracing this... the sun the brother yeah the older okay. brother and Moon embracing the sun. He did um, public service duty because he was in the same accident as Lee Min Ho. Now, Lee Min Ho's injuries were not as bad. So he was initially public service and then he did some work and he made uh, active duty. Um, there are some who are able to do that. Um, so it depends. Depends on the grading that you get at medical checkup. So I'm not sure what medical checkup... What, what will happen at Yungi's medical checkup because he has um, that uh, shoulder injury. Um, I'm not sure about the other members. They're all pretty healthy. I'm not sure if any of them, anyone else has like a, a huge uh, health issue that would uh, hinder them from doing it. And I mean, it depends. They can either wait for their draft letter or they can all apply to be drafted. There's a choice. Some people, some men apply uh, apply to get drafted in a college. They want to get it over and done with. Others wait until um, they have until they get their draft letters. So it depends. So... And they also <laughs> extended the age requirement, like they made it older, yeah, so that ex- yeah. other men can actually wait longer until they're required to yes uh, serve so in the, in Korea. Yeah. Yeah, so the news is that they've extended uh, up to when they have to serve, and they've announced that they've also shortened the length for some of it. So I think for, like, um, uh, active duty, it was 18 months. Now I think it's, like, 16 or 14 months, depending on when you enlist, um, and et cetera, et cetera, after that. Also depends where you go, guys, because if you do, like, military band, you're, like, in between public service and active duty, so you would be somewhere smack in the middle. And if you're doing, like, uh, the SEALs or, like, the special units, you're... Special forces in the military. Yeah, special forces, you'd only be, like, Yeah, you'd be, like, a year. Max. Um... Yeah, there. It depends. And on that's the if they get selected. Yeah, it depends on where they selected. Yeah. Yeah, that depends if they get selected. And because of um TOP, they don't do police anymore. That's been knocked off. They're not allowed to apply for the for the police anymore. Since then, so there have been like a, a limited number of places they can apply for actually. Um, but yeah. Anyway, going back to BTS. Um, I wouldn't be surprised. I am not. I've been maybe because I've been at it longer. I've been preparing myself. Yeah. Um, I've seen way a lot of um, idols and um, favorite uh, actors being drafted into the military. So I've had practice with the others. Uh-huh. And, <laughs> and I mean, I've seen and I felt just how sweet it is when they come back and they do their first comeback. Um, so for like um, Shiny, when they did their first comeback um, together after the military, uh, af- when some of them did their first comeback after the military, I was like, oh, oh, the feels of it, the feels of it. And then also... Um, when my favorite actors came back, like seeing them in their first works after being gone for for some for two years, I was like, "Oh, I'm so happy! Like this is giving like, me which, so many emotions." Which actor did gave you that kind of feeling though? When um, they when they came back, Kim So Hyun, "It's Okay Not to Be Okay." 
it's okay to not be okay. Oh, that was, was like, a good oh, one. Yeah. Um, Kang Hanul in um, uh, When the Camellia Blooms. The Camellia Blooms. When the yep. Camellia Blooms. Yeah, that was like so... Ooh. Um, who else? I mean, um, you know, I'm trying to remember. Uh, Jung... I think Jung Il Woo, his first one back was Heichi. Mm. Heichi. That was actually a very good drama. Um, and I was uh, so looking under at- highly underrated. Like underrated. I would recommend that as yeah. well. Yeah, I mean the reason I watched it because it was supposed it was basically the time period directly where Dong Yi ends. So for anyone who watched Dong Yi, mm. it's like another one of those classic historical seguks that everyone loves. It's such a beautiful um, historical drama based on actual people, actual events. Very beautiful story. And then, um, well, I mean, I can ruin the storyline because it, 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 follows, <laughs> it follows the fictional story. So if anyone reads about it on, on um, Wikipedia, it, it, it follows it. It follows the timeline, correct? It follows the timelines with a fictional twist. Um, so Dong Yi's son... Um, so Dongi marry ends up marrying the king and then she has a child. So that son um ends up becoming uh king later on. So Heichi is actually the story of the son uh many years later and how he became mm-hmm. king. So I was very I was very like emotionally involved into that because I love Dongi. <laughs> and so seeing that, oh, and this is also the guy from Moon Embracing the Sun, the older brother. I'm so watching this. So I was like so invested in it. <laughs> So I was like, I was so yeah, happy yeah. with Heichi. Um, there have been a few others um, that I can't come to my mind right now. Because um, I'm still, actually the ones who have just came off of the military, I'm still waiting for them to do something like Hong Ji-hyun, <laughs> the third prince mm-hmm. from Scarlet Heart. He's just finished military service. So I'm waiting for that. <laughs> I'm waiting for him to start something soon. <laughs> Yes, we have so many guilty pleasures. I'm also waiting for Park Young Shik. Another, he's also another favorite of mine ever he's since he started in, in Strong Woman Dobong Suit and Suits. Yes, that's that's what I mean. That's he's what I mean when because this is his first two. drama. I this is his first drama I after military service. Two. It's very good. And the girl, guys, the girl from Happiness with Park Young Suk in Ooh. Happiness, she's the girl from Dong Yi. Oh my. Gosh, she does not look like a Luna. My gosh. She does Girl collecting the dots. I swear one of these days for fun we should do like one of those six degrees of separation. Like if you've seen this person and this one and this one and this one and this one, we should so do that. That'd be so funny. <laughs> oh my gosh, like we're not to gonna that. end the show. Like we're we're not going to be able to record it under like we need multiple episodes of that if we're going to start something. We should do special. But yeah, that, like that. that'll be yeah, that'll be yeah. amazing. And then we like, can bring on a guest. Yeah. Shout out. So, any, does anyone want to be a guest? Message us. Anyone, yeah. yeah. I love it when we have a guest. <laughs> um. Yeah. So, you guys heard about our favorites and stuff. <laughs> um. We, we pretty much now have an idea what tickles our fancy yeah but sorry that we're not really the type of um fans who like the standard stuff like we're we're not really into cookie cutter k-pop yeah um i'm not we're not saying that we're not saying the other we don't, we're not aren't saying that good we, yeah we're not saying we don't fall for it we're just saying that we don't um we don't look for it 
Um, if we happen yeah. to see it, then and we fall in love with it, then that's great. Yeah, so and then we like, enjoy that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, um, like I, I loved Brave Girls ever since I saw them on uh, I Live Alone when their CEO was on it. So I've been waiting for them to do something, and I hardly see them. And then this year they like, they like stormed the charts with Roland and their second comeback, and I was like, oh, I love it. I'm so happy for them. So I mean, like. Our, our fancies get tickled in very different ways. So, meanwhile, heart, like, what I is prefer the, one the... Thing that you will like. Sorry, so yeah. hard. Like, what is the one thing that you will like fanboy period over that would probably shock me? I'm not sure because when it comes to K-pop, like aside from the Again, like, girl groups not... I mentioned and EXO yeah. and BTS, I'm more into K hip hop and R and B. Like there are some idols who do R and B very well, like mentioning Baekhyun yeah. and the God Seven Boys. Um, but I mean, like Kalyu in general. Is that considered surprising? Like, are you like K hip hop and R and B? I don't know. Like, not really. That's not, like that's not really something. Because you like highs and you yeah, like I, I love highs. Yeah, we talk a lot about like the like the R and B hip hop artists who do um OSTs, so it's not that surprising for me. I love Epic High. I love yeah. Zico. I love Zion T. I think you got um, super every surprised. every almost every yeah, almost everything YG has aside from the mainline yeah. boy bands and girl groups. Oh, you mean the black label? Um, <laughs> yeah, black every everyone from black label. Basically, basically well, that's from basically from me and. Zion T. <laughs> yeah. I um, mean, um, I think the only time I've ever surprised you is when you saw me, like, well, in our chats, not, like, physically or, or visually saw me, but you, like, text message-wise saw me, like, fan fangirling over um, Nappy Dinim. <laughs> no, so, really? The the PD of, um, of what you call that, of... You mean in hospital playlist? No, 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 not not that not one. PD. Not PD. Not not the director of the drama. The director of the the variety show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, because you're like you've never seen me fangirl this hard, even when it was about BTS. <laughs> oh yeah, because you watch a lot of his shows. That's yeah, why, yeah, yeah. and you, so, you're very yeah, familiar yeah. with his work. Yeah, so yeah, so hard. Yeah, exactly. has, Yeah, so hard. Even when I talk about BTS or like my favorite actors, I don't usually yeah. like spam a chat group about them. So when I started talk, so when I saw that he was doing a collab with BTS, I was more excited that it was the PD than BTS. That was than the it was BTS exactly. Yeah, I was like not. I was like excited about bts but like oh my god it's nappy d nim and i like but i like flooded the chat just and then she about just become work. became a utter fangirl like yeah and i was like fangirl, sending like, like, like links before. of shows you should watch this before you get to that episode and heart's like why don't you do this on the show and now she's doing it on the show this I'm, is her reason for doing it I'm now i'm doing it on the show <laughs> yeah um, if you ask me that question, if there's any th- guilty pleasure that you haven't discovered so far, uh, I'm not really sure because okay, let's let's just enumerate everything that I like. I like sad actress. Everybody knows that. 
I like Kim Yun Suk dramas. Um, Han So Hee, yes, Park Hyun Bin, of course. Um, the girl groups, EXO, BTS, K R and B, K Hip Hop. I don't know. Like, I'm pretty transparent already with with all of these, and they're not necessarily what you'd consider guilty pleasures. Yeah. I guess it's the horror. I think it's liking horror dramas. Like if you, because if you ask a normal, if you ask anyone else, or just you know, just um, uh, most most key drama fans, you think, oh, I watched Crash Landing on You. I watched uh, Vincenzo, Squid Game. You know the popular ones. The trending. What what really get? Sorry again. The trending. The trending ones. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The trending ones. But what really gets me going are those esoteric weird little ones like possessed <laughs> on netflix um dark hole um voice the voice series which is super popular in korea it already has four, four seasons i still have to finish season four i'm into that and uh i guess that's really my guilty pleasure when it comes to k-drama mm. if you tell me what my favorites are it's usually not what you'd expect or it doesn't involve a romance or or a or scenic roots mm. or or sweeping music scores <laughs> or OST. It's more of those um, dark and uh, honestly depressing kind of dramas <laughs> that really get me going. I'm uh, I'm I'm actually one. Of, I'm actually already the complete opposite of what the usual K drama fan is looking for <laughs> really yeah. so yeah um, if, if that counts as the answer then that's my answer yeah well if it comes to k-drama if we're gonna go if we're gonna do those types of comparisons i think i think the one thing people hardly know about me is that um i watch a lot of weekend dramas and dailies <laughs> the 30 minute mm. episode dramas because there are a lot of really good ones I watch a lot of them. A lot. <laughs> and mind you guys, these are really long ones. Okay, like, how many episodes are there per weekend? Um, okay, for the weekend yeah. dramas, okay, for the weekend dramas, it's 51-hour episodes. So, t- but on weekends, they're broken up into, like, four episodes. So, four 30-minute acts. Um, so, two on Saturday, two on Sundays. Uh... For the week, and those are like 50, so they're 50 episodes. So broken down, they're like 130 minute episodes twice a week. Um, the other ones I watch uh, are, and it, and it depends. I actually base it on the, the poster. So it's again, yeah. like who I know from the cast or the story looks really interesting. I watch the daily dramas sometimes, and those are like 30 minutes a day, five days a week, and those are like 120. <laughs> episodes so that's like six months <laughs> guys it's not a race it's a marathon yeah. when it comes to Chrissy's favorite dramas so I mean in terms of that so I guess that's why I know a lot more of the supporting cast roles because I've seen them even when they were in um uh the dailies and the weekend dramas and lately the weekend dramas have been very very good so like when we talk when and come so come award season guys like everyone's gonna ask what is this yep, drama yep. from KBS? 
Because it's always KBS. What is this drama from KBS that is winning all KBS the KBS loves their <laughs> weekend dramas. Yes, KBS loves their and weekend dramas. Look, guys, if you're looking for real talent in K-drama, look no further than the weekend dramas. The there weekend are so dramas, many characters on those shows. so good. So many um, supporting actors and actresses who worked hard who and eventually a, become part of primetime dramas. And a lot of them got their start on the dailies. And, but especially the weekend dramas. Like if you go to the award shows this year, if you backtrack the old ones, they'll always say, I got my first start on a weekend drama on X channel. It's always NBC, SBS, KBS. But it's always, I got my first start on a weekend drama. So that's like, I you... Always, almost always. I you... Um, uh, Jin, not Yui. Yui. I think Yui also. Yui. She, she stars in some of them. The the girl from what's the uh, Mr. Queen the girl and Mr. Queen two weekend dramas two weekend dramas and they were both yes, so beautiful yes. um so yeah there are a lot of actors and actresses who got their start on the weekend dramas and you could see them very very good and usually they play the complete opposite characters that they do in the prime times so like um. The, the the lead villain the lead female villain in um, penthouse um in prime time like iris and everything she always plays the villains okay but on the weekend dramas she plays like the she plays like the um the the cute sister daughter character who loves her mom and is very like um tundre very cold on the outside but warm on the inside yeah and, yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's very like very nice and very comical so that's what she plays on the weekends and it's very very good but on when you go to prime time she's always like icy eyes and willing to kill anyone so it's like the complete opposite i mean you get, <laughs> such, a, you get such a really good range from the characters when you do that <laughs> Exactly, exactly. Give weekend so, dramas a try, guys. There's a lot of and Netflix. And this is, is how Netflix is starting to. This is how them. I know Chrissy is in really into deep in K dramas because she is the only person I know who watches K drama that actually, you know, watches the weekend ones. What which are really marathon dramas. So that's that. <laughs> I, I don't know anyone else who's into weekend dramas. It's usually the primetime ones on cable or the ones with big budgets on, on the um, normal channels like SBS, NBC, and KB, KBS. So, yeah, that's I mean, that. Yeah, honestly, I tell people if you want to watch the historical Seguks, actually, because some of the old ones like like Jewel in the Palace and Dongyi, like the really old ones, um, the, oh, yeah, the, the oh, original yeah. Seguks, the, the old ones, before they started doing like 2016 episodes, lame. Um, They were like 100 episodes, one hour long, dude. I mean, they were longer than the weekend dramas. That's 100 one-hour episodes, some more than 100. And there are a lot of them. Some are like 130, 150 episodes. So, and I've watched a few of them. Um, to get to that level, I would really suggest you watch the weekend dramas and the dailies because they're very short and they'll really like prep you for it. Because to watch Queen Sun Dok, which is a masterpiece, and Dong Yi and Jewel in the Palace, mm. right? To watch those, those, I think those are the three quintessential um, 
historical, the old school historical dramas that were like a hundred episodes or more long, I would really suggest watch a watch a weekend drama, or like a laid back daily drama. Especially if you've watched soap operas, the daily dramas are like very high end soap operas, and the weekend dramas are very good, like pint size prime time dramas. So they'll really um. Meanwhile, <laughs> I I encourage people to step outside their comfort zone and watch a crime thriller. Oh yeah. A law drama or we, we haven't I haven't even mentioned law dramas because we have like for example the Korean version of Suits, Defendant, Judge I, versus Judge. Yeah, I think that's another um, Devil Judge. I think that's another um, thing people judge about you and me when it comes to K dramas. They think we're yeah. we watch like a How about Lawyer of Evil? Rom-coms? I think we've What's the what's the Flower one in Junji? Flower of Evil. Flower. Oh yes, yeah. that one. That was really good. Oh I my mean, gosh, that is yeah, beautiful. So, I mean, mouse, also mouse. mouse. Oh it's gosh, it's a it's a huge um prejudice that people like us beautiful. who watch Korean dramas are in for the 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 pretty boy, the pretty girl, the aesthetics, rom com, the aesthetics, yeah. The, the lovey dovey, the, the love kiss, love the, trends, the affairs, yeah, and everything. Exactly. But, dude, I mean, if you hear us talk about like Mouse or Flower of Evil or Signal or, or Love Signal, or yeah, Taxi, what, what you already mentioned, and Alice, and Alice, and all of these other dramas that have zero to none, zero to nil hope of a romance drama going on, they're in there. proving that you do not need a love line. Or yeah. a comp- or a comp- or like a melodramatic storyline to be a successful K drama. Yeah, don't, there were a lot of that. Yeah. Um, to be successful in the industry. Yeah. I yeah, mean, my gosh, get- Squid Game. Do you think Squid Game has a romance line? <laughs> it's the number one thing on Netflix. You don't need a love line. Or like, DP. Yeah, that's already the perfect example. Or a DP. Yeah, I DP mean, as well. For our male friends who do not want to delve into like chick flicks with their wives i mean hit us up there is a long list of dramas mm. that you will actually like that does not involve it that this that is nowhere close to being a chick flick and i you know who i'm talking to like even heart knows who i am talking to when oh I'm yeah that. yeah like, there's a lot there's a list of people because we always get asked what can i watch with my husband but i'm like that's very short <laughs> If your husband doesn't like chick flicks. But there are quality dramas but, yeah. like that. But there are quality there dramas are, there are, that a husband There is an the existing... Wife. Yeah, um, there is actually a list exactly, of dramas exactly. that if it's the opposite, if the husband asks for a drama that I can watch with the wife, the list is much longer. The list is much longer, guys. Yes, because yes. The girls we're not saying, happy. guys... We're not saying guys often don't watch rom-coms or there melodramas I mean, hello, I mean there are some heart, guys who watch it heart does <laughs> and then some of our yes, other friends yes. do. we do have a couple of guy friends who do watch the rom-coms but there are a lot of them out there who do not want a chick flick every night and there are a good number mm. there that have enough eye candy for the wifey that you will both enjoy exactly and that's the beauty uh, with with Hallyu right now, you just have a little bit of everything for everyone. Uh, may it be hip hop music or your 
uh, usual idol music <laughs> or your horror or suspense dramas and seguks. So, thank you so much for <laughs> joining us in. for this episode. Um, this for listening in. Oh, what we like. This is a this was a more personal episode for us. Like we explained a lot of things, but we also just shared a bit more of what tickles our fancy. I mean, if you're a long-time listener of the show, you would already have an idea, but we just want to lay it out so that when people ask us, so what do you like? We just show them the episode. <laughs> it keeps things efficient and we 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 like to keep things, you know, simple and wonderful for for our listeners. Thank you so much for tuning in to our episode. Uh, (laughs) If you have any comments or if you think that, look, 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 they like the same things that I like. I want to talk about it. Then just leave comments down below for our Facebook page. Do you have any suggestions for us? Yes, please do. Yeah. Thank you so much. Bye. And we'll catch you on the next pod. Bye, everyone. Annyeong. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of the Halli Halli Podcast. We hope you enjoyed the show and came out a much better fan. Do you have any comments, suggestions, K-pop theories, K-drama ships, and the like? Drop them on our Facebook page at www.facebook.com slash Show or tweet us at Show. Tune in next week for another dose of fanboying slash fangirling here in our pod. Annyeong!